You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Indians. It is your host, Jeff Ellis of 24-7 Sports, formerly and formerly of Scout.com. Uh, I know if you are turning in expecting to hear the crossover show, we're delaying it one day because of the news of the day. Uh, we kind of debated exactly how to go about handle things. Today's show, we're just going to tackle it head on. That's going to be our first segment. Second segment, we will talk some Frankie Lindor and AAA season. And then the final segment, we will dig into the spring training game uh, with what time is left. So let's start. Um you know, there's the report over on The Athletic. I mean, it's hard to it's it's hard to put all the words together. Uh, you know, I, I put a statement on Twitter with it where, just to clarify if you saw it again, uh, based around the time I've spent in, in and around baseball, around players, hearing things, knowing people who work in the game and hearing stories, none of this is surprising. You know, first thing I want to say is, like, first and foremost, Callaway's behavior is appalling to me. There's no other way around it. It is incredibly appalling to me. But it's not surprising. I think that's kind of the second worst thing. The worst thing is is everything Callaway did. The second worst part is that I read the report and I wasn't shocked. I was like, I had heard stories of, like, minor league players uh, just quote-unquote saying they wanted to you know, nail every female staffer. I mean, that's not an exact quote, but you, you get my point. Like that was exactly, you know, and that was a, a player who failed as a prospect. Uh, I won't sit here and name the names. Uh, if they got to the big leagues, I'll say that. But uh, in terms of where that, what they're expected to do, uh, it seemed like they're putting more effort into that than their game. Uh, you know, there's stories of. You can go through and see the number of uh, infidelity infidelities that do occur. I mean, it's it pops up on social media quite often. Uh, you can see, I mean, there were stories of like, not necessarily with the Indians, but when I discussed with other people, like a player letting a team know that girlfriend two is there today. So make sure that wife is kept in left field, girlfriend two is in right field, um, and then girlfriend three may come if so she is in center and to give them all spacing and that only you know wife was allowed in the clubhouse do not and this was this was the minors in the coordination uh, this is just you know I've had that discussion many times with some other writers um, I, you know I'm not gonna say who it was just in case they didn't want to be on record with this but we've talked about that you know there are players that you can go out of your way and say are, are good human beings and there are players who um you got your way that are pretty terrible human beings uh but you do see as competitive as baseball players are there seems to be almost a competition in terms of conquests and it's just something that sticks out i mean it is something that is there yeah it you can't find it because it was on sports on earth which i believe is gone but you know, Dick Hayhurst had an article that to this day is still chilling for me to think about, about what went on with him and the minors and some of the, I mean, it, 
story that's essentially, you know, a sexual assault occurring in it. And I, I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable saying that. But, you know, this stuff is out there and we do, we've all known and we've all heard stories with baseball. I mean, going back to even when the Mookie Betts trade happened a year ago and I talked about like what was out there on Alex Verdugo. I mean, there's always these little bits of information that are troubling and it happens a lot. And uh, it's, I don't know, it, it, I'm not doing a good job because again, this is all very hard stuff. As this pertains to the Indians, I think the one thing off the top is, you know, Chris Antonetti, they lead off the article in The Athletic that, no, not to my knowledge, and that have never been any complaints against Mickey and his time with us, either to me or our human resources department or to other leaders. And Katie Strang, I, I want to make sure I get and Brittany, I'll butcher her name, so I'll apologize now, Garoli. Uh, I mean, they do a great job of reporting the facts that there were many people who went to HR about Callaway, that this was a person who was referred to as, and I quote, Dick Pick Mick um, in his time with the Mets, and that there was at least one, uh, you know, the major event in this story is uh, a consensual affair he had with a married woman whose husband then kind of went off, and then what makes that whole situation even worse is, uh, I mean, the quotes from the lawyer, make the lawyer look bad. I mean, you go through and you read that and you're like, oh my goodness, that is someone who's uh, in full denial mode of just deny, deny, deny. And then Terry Francona's involvement is just um, troubling. That, you know, that on one level I can see, you know, Terry being like, this is my guy. I'm going to do everything I can to help him. And especially if Terry only sees this as like, Mickey being an idiot and getting into a relationship with a married woman. And and with Terry, you can at least maybe do some degree of that. I have a hard time believing with the rest of the reports in there that like some players' wives and girlfriends were uncomfortable around Callaway um, and, and the like that HR didn't get more reports. But at the other side of things, not to defend anyone, I don't want this to seem like defense, when you consider what I talked about was occurring in the minors. I do wonder how much of these things were just, that's baseball. Like how much of what happened when Mickey Calloway in Cleveland was just viewed as, you know, part of the game. And that's the part that's probably the most troubling is, is that how much of this was not viewed as a big deal, um, that he was essentially harassing people and <laughs> going out of his way uh, I mean, I'm sure on his view, it wasn't harassing. I, that That's on his view. I'm sure he would just say, you know, he was just making conversation uh, or whatever. But I, it's harassment. He was a serial harasser of females. And he was just someone who was always out there uh, chasing. And that might explain why his time with the Mets was so bad. And... Again, there's no defense for the Indians right now. There's no defense for Mickey Calloway. Uh, I only relate the stories to kind of point out I think there is a bigger issue in play. I think there's a bigger degree of, of sexism when it comes to in which is kind of crazy because I've always stood by the fact that like baseball is the sport that should be the easiest one to uh, to have gender integration. 
Um, you know, I'm not talking about that Fox show from a few years ago with some like crazy pitch, but uh, if we didn't shunt all females immediately into softball, which is an entirely different game, they're you know distant cousins because of the way it's played. You can't tell me that there aren't women out there who couldn't throw 89-90 and be a left-handed pitcher. I, you know, I, I don't believe that that couldn't be or that uh, when you look at what the Indians have done in their outfield, you can't tell me over the past few years there wasn't uh, a female on this planet who, w- with the years of proper training, couldn't have hit better than what the Indians had in the outfield. Uh, it's the sport that most lends itself because you don't, you know, in football, there's always going to be size and mass and strength, and that makes it hard. And in basketball, again, size and mass makes that difficult, though. You know, maybe there's a shooter in basketball that could make that work. But baseball is the easiest uh, of any sport to have gender integration. It's it's baseball. And the troubling part of this story is, first, Mickey Calloway, and second, uh, the fact that this was kind of business as usual in general. So, yeah, I'm just going to end with, uh, I was the biggest Mickey Calloway supporter you could find when the Mets signed him. I talked about how great of a, of a signing it was. I thought this was the guy who had set up the Indians and, you know, been central to all of their pitching success. And I had someone reach out to me then and just tell me, you might want to cool it on Calloway. They didn't tell me why. They didn't tell me what. But they said, you know, it's not as rosy as it seems. Uh, and there's stuff they could not divulge. I now know what they could not divulge. Uh, and I can understand. And I'm not going to go back and delete my tweets. Uh, they're still there. You can see me being an avid, avid Callaway supporter. Uh, at the time, I just didn't know any better. Now we all know. And for the Indians, it's time to take some responsibility, take a stand, and do some something right in what is a terrible situation. And again, I'm sorry. Like... For many people, you listen to a podcast is an escape. This is not an escape uh, topic. So my my apology to listeners is that you know we're talking about something this serious. Um, that it's not. I try to be uh, upbeat on the show. Uh, well, at least you know I try to be as much as I can. And it, it's a hard topic. It's a hard topic for all of us. It was. If you sit there and you read the article, it's hard to be an Indians fan right now. And yeah, gosh, I, I've had so many ums and ands. Uh, it's I think it's time just to call it an end to this first segment. I think we have talked about it as much as I can stomach talking about it. I'm sure we will have to talk about it some more. But for tonight, Indians do better. Let's move on to something I actually like now. Uh, it feels weird to throw the commercial, but let's let's do it. Uh, BuiltBar.com. BuiltBar is a... It is the sponsor that I keep going back to. It is a sponsor that I order from. Uh, I am anxiously looking forward to my latest order, Built Bar Boost, trying the root beer, as I've always been a root beer fiend, the Built Bar Broth, as it is a just, you know, something that seems like I can do very quickly when I need a bit of a boost, and then multiple new Built Bars themselves, as that is my go-to for uh, breakfast and sometimes lunch at work, depending on how crazy the day gets. I love Built Bar, and if you give them a chance, you will too. Remember when you go to BuiltBar.com, you want to use the promo code LOCKEDON20. They changed the code. It's now LOCKEDON20. That is the code I use when I order because it's the best deal you're going to find. And I'm the person who goes to places like Retail Me Not and spends a lot of time searching for coupon codes, even though they seemingly don't exist anymore. 
it's been a sad development over the last five to ten years of the internet. Uh, so as someone who goes and looks, I can tell you right now, Bill, the, using the promo code for Built Bar, Locked On Twenty is going to be the best deal you'll find. Fantastic place, fantastic product. BuiltBar.com promo code Locked On Twenty. And we also want to spend some time talking about another show on the network, Locked On Today. I talked about it uh, previously. Peter Bukowski is the host. This is a guy who's big enough stuff that he's getting uh, mentioned in Peter King columns. He does a great job on the show. So much to talk about. So much to listen to. All of your news in one place. Locked on today. So let's talk about the other bit of news today. The more, if I want to call it, lighthearted news. Uh, Francisco Lindor saying he did not like being called Frankie. So first off, I used that a bunch, and I would apologize for that. But the other problem is, like, why didn't he tell anyone? I mean, coming up through the minors, teammates and coaches called him Frankie. How come it was now <laughs> that he's deciding to tell people? Uh, I would have always called him Francisco if I'd known that was a thing he didn't like. It just, you know, it's his it, interesting statements. Like, that's been what Francisco has been doing. The first one about like not being in good enough shape, and that's why he faded down the stretch. And then this other statement with the name thing. I don't know if he's trying to distance himself from Cleveland. I don't know if he's trying to seem like super cool and mature. I, I don't know what's going on, but all of it... Um, yeah, I wish him the best. He's a fantastic player. I'm not going to ever say anything bad about him unless he does something that deserves that. Uh, I think... It's just odd. That That's all I'm going to say. I just found the whole thing odd. It was a bit of news today. I just simply stated, you know, I didn't know. And that's all I can say is I did not know. But nobody did. Uh, so it was kind of an odd thing uh, to break today. as another additional piece of news. Francisco Lindor, not Frankie. So no Frankie says shirts for him. Other bit of news. Triple A season's being delayed. This is big. Um, so we knew that single and double A would be delayed and they're delaying triple A and we don't know for how long. Um, there's a hope that the, according to Jeff Passan, there's a hope for the delay to triple A will allow for the vaccination of players in full season. The campaign will last into September if it opens in May so that we, you know, I make that sound because like, remember last when all of this started, uh, baseball was going to, you know, I, I told everyone like, don't be shocked if we don't have baseball by the end of May. And I, I was wrong. It went a lot longer than that. But uh, a lot of people were thinking, oh, it's going to be a few weeks. It'll be a month and it ended up being significantly longer. So when they say like, oh, you know, maybe May, that makes me wonder if we're not going to see a season start till June. It, it always ends up being longer than the expected opening and when you consider vaccination schedules maybe it's just because i am living in wisconsin and we are not doing the best job with it i mean i've had both of mine uh, as a teacher but most of the staff is not i i got mine because of the students that i work with most teachers have not uh to think that a bunch of baseball players would have it by May feels really ambitious. There's just a lot of 65-year-olds in the lake, and we're here in March. I know May is, you know, looking two months out, depending when in May, if we're talking beginning of May, middle of May. Uh, maybe you have more time. It just feels like it's been kind of slow with the vaccinations. Uh, 
I, I don't know. I, I feel like May might be uh, wishful thinking, but it stinks. Um, so many people rely on those games as income. You know, there's a lot of staffers, a lot of people who are trying to get experience, and just in terms of the players, we've had such layoffs that it's... I like minor league baseball. So this means there will be alternate sites with... Kind of like last year. We're going to start the year with alternate sites, and I believe the alternate sites don't count towards service time because they did not for players a year ago. It's only if you are on the active roster. So... Yeah, I still expect the same guys that uh, to mess with their service time will be down there, and you'll see a lot of the young players down there to start the year so they can get that extended time. But it's it's less than ideal, and it just kind of stinks. And then just one last note. It's not really news per se, but I was over on MLB Trade Rumors as I like to kind of go daily and just see what they have up, you know, see what's going on, see what news I might have missed during the course of the day. Uh, and they had one about players out of options. And I think it is worth noting the Indians have two players who have to make this roster, and that's Adam Plutko and Jake Bowers. I mean, yes, there are guys with contracts who have to make the roster as well, but in terms of players, those two can no longer be sent down. Uh, I don't know. You know Plutko's going to make the team. Like It was the same situation for him a year ago. He's safe. Uh, we'll talk about him in his start in the third segment of the show. But for Bowers, I mean, they're, they didn't give him a chance last year, which is pretty darning. I feel like I've already used my my limit of, of questionable language, so I'm going to go with darning. Uh, and then they've you know they've added other players to compete. Bowers, I don't think he's a, a sure bet to make the Indians. I think the fact he did not play in the big leagues last year is a pretty strong statement against him. And I I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but I don't think you can guarantee he'll be with this team come the spring. Or come, it is the spring. Well, you know, I mean, you know what I mean. When the season starts, we'll see what happens with Bowers, but I'm just going to say there's a chance he is not with uh, the Cleveland Indians when the season starts. Our other sponsor for the show today is betonline.ag. I am not the uh, the biggest person when it comes to sports gambling. BetOnline is an easy to navigate site everything you could need nba college basketball nhl awards tv shows reality tv real-time updated odds and props and almost anything you can imagine and if you have a prop that you want badly enough uh they have told us that we can sit there and like we have a system for contacting them about a, a prop but i mean we could probably set something up for over under the number of pitchers the Indians will have on roster. And that, that might be too a little too specific. I feel like you want something that maybe has a little bit more lead. I you know, and this is where I show my lack of gambling. But that's the fun thing with betonline.ag is they're willing to work with us, do fun things like that. Head to a website or mobile device to sign up today and receive a fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on. They have all the news scores and odds you need. It is the best place to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Bet online, your online sports book. Promo code locked on. Locked on fantasy is another show to talk about on the network. It's a daily fantasy baseball podcast hosted by veteran and analyst Scott Cullen, who uses data and nearly two decades of fantasy baseball experience to offer strategies, waiver wire pickups that lead to league wins, season long fantasy, dynasty leagues, DFS. Locked on fantasy baseball has it covered. Subscribe to Locked on Fantasy wherever you get podcasts. 
let's talk about uh, today's game. Mariners. Plutko starts. Solid performance by him. Oliver Perez. Solid. Kyle Nelson. Look, look good. Anthony Ghost. It's like lefty day right there, right? That's like the only three lefties I feel like on roster almost. All in a row. Trevor Steffian, who I've been hyping on the show, comes in. And the one run given up, Carlos Vargas, who probably not ready for this level. Let's be honest. Uh, very far away. The stuff is explosive. A lot of people have adored him for years. He's just, he needs a lot of refinement. Finally getting to see some guys. Like, this was Josh Naylor's first game uh, for the Indians. He didn't play in the first two. He finally appears in this one. Uh, I know everyone was excited to see Ryan Levernway. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Billy Hamilton in center field over DH is always a win. Uh, the aforementioned Jake Bowers in this one. Ben Gamble back, uh, and then Andres Jimenez is kind of your star. After the two strong days by Gabriel Arias, he does not appear. Jimenez with a home run. Off Matt Swanson, who, like, is... He was one of the big pieces for them in the Paxton deal. Like, I always thought he was going to be a, a solid 4-5 that hasn't quite worked out for the the Mariners so far with him. You know, it was supposed to be him and Justice Sheffield were the big pieces, and instead he's got seven big league starts. Um, still, Swanson's a solid, solid-ish type of arm. He's not a scrub, let's put it that way. Um, but a home run for him, a double, two doubles by Naylor. Uh, some nice performances. Again, it's one game in spring training. What are you going to take away? Not much. Like I said, where you get excited is, you know, George Valera, another hit in his one at bat. You're looking for the guys, hey, Nolan Jones didn't strike out today. He got his first hit. You're looking at the young guys who have really not played at this level. That's what I'm looking for. Those are the players that stand out. I want to see how that, you know, how Valera plays. I want to see how Arias plays, Ty Freeman. Those are the ones. Because I kind of know the rest. Freeman, one for two today. You know, we, we know, you know, Jimenez was about a league average bat last year. Uh, Mike Freeman, we know isn't good. Ben Gamble, eh, you know, maybe he could be average-ish. Yu Chen Chang, we think he could be a utility type, not his strongest game. But it, we know a lot about those players. I think it's the very young is the ones you can really get the the most information from because this is uh, they're they're facing talent at a level they've never faced before on the other side of things old friend alert sam Haggerty might remember him as being part of that uh trade for why am i blanking on the catcher who was here two years ago uh i keep thinking like fe oh i'm forgetting Whatever, you know, I could go dig it up, but we, we don't need to spend time on a catcher who wasn't that great to begin with uh, in, in general. But, yeah, it, it's one of those games, again, it's spring training. You're not taking a whole bunch from this one. You're happy with some of the performances. I mean, again, Jimenez has played very well in two games. It's two games, so it's small sample size, and it's spring training, and it's against a bad team, and it's against a bad team who's 
pitching. I mean, I like Joey Gerber when he was at Illinois. I haven't looked at him recently. Uh, Ramil Tapia was a you know has had an interesting arm. Swanson is that Tyler Guerrero who pitched? I'm betting uh, Domingo Tapio. Yeah, because Ramil is the outfielder, isn't he? Uh, yeah, Ty- Taylor Guerrero who has had a live arm but has had some some issues. Like the pitching in this one actually is not the worst that they have. It's better than a few of the games they have had. So the performances are positive from that regard. But again, I think the most value you can take from these games are the guys who have never played above, never played in Double A and are above. And if they are playing well, if they are showing they belong well, I mean the majority of the players they're facing are big league guys or Triple A, Quad A types. In so far with the pitching staff, I think you can take a lot from a guy who's never been in Double A playing well in those games. We'll have a lot of a lot more games to see if these players continue to keep it up. But there's definitely been some positives. There's definitely been some some good things in spring training. Sorry about that. My mic got turned around. Uh, while I don't necessarily sit and watch every moment of these games, big per- part of that is uh, I'm working when they're occurring. But uh, in general, I would never recommend anyone to watching these games unless you really enjoy them. But I think there's things you can take away. I think there is value in what we are seeing. And there's value in just having baseball back, right? In any way, shape, or form. Uh, Something positive, baseball-related as well. Because, I mean, my goodness, uh, with Francisco Lindor, the trade of him was was sad. Uh, What's gone on with the Indians cutting of payroll and being, you know, operating uh, is a borderline you know uh so operating with one of the lowest payrolls in baseball for a team that has been as competitive as it as it has been that's sad um it, it's not been the happiest of off seasons it's not been a whole lot of reasons to jump up and cheer uh adding eddie rosario is one of them bringing back cesar hernandez it's not been the easiest off season and it just feels like go i think as indians fans feel like punching bags uh, for a lot of reasons, and sometimes different reasons as well. But no, I am right there with you. It has been a rough season. Let's get through the spring. Let's get to the season. And then let's, you know, it, it's an interesting team. It's a team that I still think could make the playoffs. We'll see how players continue to develop and what they decide to do with this roster. But there is talent. And I think we, even in the small sample size of three games, you can see that this is a talented team. And the fun thing, if you're an Indians fan, is it's a deep squad. You know, they have a top 10 minor league system while somehow they're basically doing a poor man's version of the Dodgers, right? Like the Dodgers always manage to maintain one of the top end systems and also, you know, manage to rock a huge payroll and stay competitive. The Indians can't rock that huge payroll. We're managing to stay competitive and build a strong minors, and that's going to be the secret to success long-term. I've been Jeff Ellis. This has been a somber Locked on Indians podcast. Uh, rate and review. <laughs> Please do. I, I was I decided to go check the reviews last night, and uh, someone left personal attacks. I was a little taken back by that. I'm sorry you didn't enjoy the show. I'm sorry that uh, you didn't like my style. I've never had anyone get mad at how I read ads before. That seemed an odd statement. Uh, I kind of laughed at it. But uh, yeah, I don't know why anyone feels the need to attack someone personally. 
So if you have the time and you want to help balance out that negative review, uh, reviews are very helpful. Uh, a bunch of reviews can help push you around in the system, move you up, get you a little bit more uh, appearing on devices and the like. So on whatever you use, go leave a review. That helps. Uh, download daily. I won't lie. I do that myself. I download the podcast. I put it on no volume. And then I teach a class and I just let it play because it's not making any sounds and I hate the sound of my own voice and I'm not going to listen. So I do juice it a bit. I, I add one download a day that way. But if you download daily, do that. That's another way to really help out the show. Uh, I appreciate that. And uh, as soon as things get a little less hectic, I we do have three great candidates for the podcast. Um, I am... To, to come on and help me. I am such a wuss. I already felt bad. I haven't even, like, there's no conclusion has been reached. I haven't even been able to dive into everything yet, but I already feel bad that I'm going to have to reject two candidates that are great. Like, part of me is like, I should just give two of them the show and walk away because they're all really good. And you can see that I'm an elementary school teacher and how much I do not uh, want to make anyone feel bad. But yeah, we have multiple great people. We'll be expanding the show in that regard. Um, so continue to keep listening in spite of all my ums and ahs and the, the kind of negative off season, it's going to be fun. Uh, I'm going to be digging into more baseball stuff, uh, draft stuff, college stuff. Uh, if you've been a long time everyday listener, there was a great tweet today by, uh, I don't want to butcher his name and he is like a rock star, rising rock star in baseball. And I am the king of just terrible pronunciations. Uh, Sung Min Kim, who has been at Fangraphs and a lot of other places. Uh, absolute rising star in the business. Go follow him right away. But he was talking about JT Brubaker, who we spent a lot of time earlier in the year on the show talking about as an Ohio kid, University of Akron graduate. That amused me today. There's a lot of great stuff out there, and I'm going to try my best to continue to highlight those people to follow um we'll try to do some more it's just been hard with timing doing the guests on the show but I, I do have a list of people who who want to come on so we gotta figure that out start setting those up as well and by we i mean i but uh stand with me i know right now we are on the cusp of the season we're on the cusp of fun and i just appreciate uh all the real fans out there everyone who has been so kind uh in spite of some people who do not like the show and like I said, this was the first one who, who did personal attacks, but we are still at like almost a five-star through 65 review. So that's on iTunes, which the majority of our listens come through iTunes. I don't actually use iTunes, so I can't leave myself a review there. Uh, I don't even know how to really use iTunes because I've never had to use the store. But I still go there because that's a primary driver. And the fact that there are people who aren't always the nicest and that we're still at almost a five-star review. So it's it, just thanks to all of you out there. And so many people today were very sweet reviewing on uh, everything that they listen on. So again, just a big thank you uh, for someone who can be a little overly sensitive. It means a lot how kind, in general, this fan base has been. I am Jeff Ellis. This is the Locked on Needs podcast. You can find me on Twitter at JeffMLBDraft. And for the next year, at least, go Tribe!